What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Fantastic Reviews. I am your host Logan Austin, aka the one and only J-Lo Fantastic. That's right, you might have heard of my other podcast, Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, where we discuss the latest news coming out of Hollywood, which is a lot of award talks right now. We interviewed celebrity guests. This last week we had the one and only Mr. Feeney on the show. Oh my goodness, go back and listen to that. Episode 45 of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. And of course we have Box office predictions word of the day billboard chart toppers and just so much more man it's a whole lot of fun come get crazy with us on that one but talking about this podcast i'm just gonna let you know up front this is a spoiler filled podcast review show don't get mad don't get angry don't get touchy it's really okay i promise i try not to spoil everything for you but i do let some things go i do now let's get started today. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's do it. All right, let's start off with the first theatrical release that came out this weekend. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh my goodness, guys. This was just a lot of lot of talk about this one. A lot of talk on social media about this one. Miles Morales becomes the Spider-Man of his reality and crosses paths with his counterparts from the other dimensions to stop a threat to all reality, which the bad guy in this one is Kingpin, which is pretty awesome, pretty awesome. The story was very entertaining, oh my goodness. They're really good about telling you the backstories of the other Spider-Man characters, like there's a pig Spider-Man, there's like an anime girl Asian Spider-Man, there's a girl Spider-Man who is Gwen, I believe, and just so many more, so many more. It was really cool to get to see the different types of Spider-Man. Miles, who was played by the same guy as Shaolin Fantastic, I forget his name at the moment, but he was in the get down. Oh my goodness, this guy is such a good actor. He's so good, up and comer. I love the different type of animation they used for this film. It was like cartoon and then comic book. They did really well between computer animation and hand-drawn animation. It blended together really, really good. There was a Stan Lee cameo, and oh my goodness, guys, this was so freaking heartwarming. And it was cool. It was like an interaction back and forth with Stan Lee and Miles. So it was awesome to get to see that. He did voice this one. He did not pass yet. He was able to record this for this film, so that's pretty awesome. And I must say, I must say, I did cry like twice, two times during this movie. It deals a lot with Miles trying to find a male mentor to look up to. So I mean, it, it was it was heart touching. It was it was it was sad, man. It was sad. But overall, just a really good film, a really good film. The Tomato Meter gives this one a 97%. The audience gives this one a 94%. I completely agree. That's why I give it a 5 out of 5. Oh my goodness, guys. Just anybody who likes superheroes, anybody who's really into Spider-Man, anybody who's really into comic books, you're really going to appreciate this film. It's really freaking good. And I'm pretty sure the directors are the two directors that got fired off of the new Star Wars movie, the the Solo one. So, I mean, maybe they should have stuck on that film and kept doing that. We talked about that on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm about how was Ron Howard the right guy to come take it over and about how Disney kind of rushed that Solo film out. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. But this film was really good. 5 out of 5, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, go see it. Alright, the next movie we're going to be talking about today, and another movie that also came out this weekend, The Mule with 
Bradley Cooper, Clint Eastwood, oh my gosh, phenomenal cast. It's about a 90-year-old World War II veteran who gets caught transporting like $3 million worth of cocaine through Michigan from a Mexican drug cartel. Oh my gosh, the story is just so much more than that though. It's about a father slash grandfather who's always put his work first before his family, but he did it so he could provide for his family, but... It caused him and his wife to get divorced, so there's some tension there, and even more so with his daughter because I guess he missed his daughter's wedding because he was working and just a whole bunch of stuff. He was a gardener and he like really loved plants, really loved flowers. Sometimes the family felt like he put the flowers before the family, so it was really, it was hard. It was really hard, but business got down one year and he lost his house, bankrupt, foreclosed, and he needed a way to make some money so he started to be a drug mule for a cartel and man this was a really good film I'm just gonna say the way it was shot it was some good dialogue Clint Eastwood had some hilarious moments oh my goodness now I must say there were some loose ends in this film in the middle of the film Clint's character starts to grow like a relationship with this drug cartel guy but once like a change of power happens within the drug cartel you never see that guy again maybe because of Clinton that guy's relationship the cartel didn't like it so they killed that guy I I don't know, but I mean, you never see from he see or hear from him again. And plus, another thing at the end of the movie—spoiler, just let you know—at the end of the movie, Clint does get caught and he does go to jail. But wouldn't the cartel like have enough pull and enough power to kill Clint while he was in jail? So I felt like that didn't make any sense. Like the movie just ended with him gardening in a prison. No, that I. I feel like the cartel would come kill your ass, especially if you have, like, millions and millions of their money or their product. Like, eh, come on now. But, I must say, I thought it was really good. The tomato meter gave it a 64%, and the audience gave it a 71 uh, I mean, I... I, I give it a 4 out of 5, but I definitely don't think it'll be nominated for anything. I, I really thought it was going to be like a passing the torch moment for Clint Eastwood to Bradley Cooper, but I felt like I didn't even see a lot of Bradley Cooper in this film, and there wasn't really a lot of dialogue between them, so that was kind of disappointing, but... Overall, it was a good film. I mean, wait until Redbox to see it because eh, it's probably going to be number two at the box office at, at its opening weekend, but that's probably the best it's going to do. Like I said, four out of five, decent film. All right, the next theatrical release has been out for a while, and it's honestly been doing really well, which I've been surprised about since it got a before Thanksgiving release date. But The Grinch, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, we all know the story about the grumpy old Grinch that plots to ruin Christmas in a village of Whoville. And man, we all know he had some bad experiences from his childhood during Christmas time, therefore he always hated it, and so much so that his heart is two sizes too small. And we know that Benedict Cumberbatch played the Grinch in this one, and Pharrell was the narrator I thought was pretty cool. Now, there was some interesting, uh, music decisions on this film i must say it was like tyler the creator meets christmas which that's exactly what it was so and uh some of it was okay and then other parts were just like why why is this happening right now but i must say this film is not for a it wasn't entertaining to me at all. The movie was like an hour and 26 minutes, but it felt like almost a two-hour movie. Honestly, I was expecting so much more from this movie. Like I said, it topped the box office a couple times during its first getting released, 
so I'm very surprised. If anyone has any other opinions about this film, please let me know. Message me, comment, like, for real. I, I want to know your opinions. I'm very interested to see where everybody else is at with this one because I just, I, I did not like it at all because, first of all, it, in the Jim Carrey one, which I grew up on, the Jim Carrey one, he's like, the whole town knows of him but is terrified of him. They know he hates Christmas. They know his backstory, all this stuff. But in this latest adaptation of The Grinch, it's nothing like that. They're just like, oh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. But it's not like they even know who he is at all. So he's just walking through town, like getting some dinner because he ran out of food because his goal was not to go out from a certain date until like past Christmas. But he ran out of food, so he had to go into town to get food. And everybody was just being jolly and shit. But like, they were talking to him, but I thought he was supposed to be like a villainous character, so I was kind of confused by that, but I mean, I guess when you make it your own story, it, I mean, you're obligated to your own changes, but um, I wasn't a fan of the changes, I must say, they're, eh. And Cindy Lou Who, like, what, what was up with the whole, everybody was hairy, all the characters were just hairy creatures, it was really weird, I must say, but I don't know, I don't, I didn't really like this film. The audience didn't like this film either. At least that's what the tomato meter says. The audience gave it a 57 and the tomato meter gave it a 57. So I eh, I agree with that. It's not that good in my opinion. It's not a good storytelling. And let, what the hell? Cindy Lou Who's family? Like there was no dad in this story either. So I was very confused by that. Maybe the overall message was that a woman can take care of a family by herself and her children acknowledge it and love her for it. I don't know. But I I just wanted to see a good Grinch stole Christmas movie. And I did. That's not what I got. I must say. I must say. But it's okay. It's okay. But like I said, I give this one a two out of five. I I wasn't that impressed with it. So if you go see it, give me your thoughts and opinions. I'm very interested to know. Yeah, two out of five. All right, the last and final thing that is on the agenda for this week, the only thing that is not a theatrical release, Netflix's original series, The Ranch. Okay, guys, I've been watching this since it first came out. And let me just start off by saying... This show did not get a lot of funding because the set was just really cheap. You could tell that it was just a set. It was not outside, but man, they have really come a long way. It's now to six parts, which I think makes four seasons, I believe. I I could be wrong about that, but they do it in parts. So this last part was really freaking good. It was part six, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about what the show is about. It's about a family who runs a ranch which turns into two ranches over time and about the same family who also runs like the local bar in town so everybody knows of the Bennett family. The dad, Bo, who is Sam Elliott and the son Colt who is Ashton Kutcher and there was another son Rooster who is Danny Masterson but because of some offset controversy you know, they uh, they kind of had to kill off his character in this recent part. he was been in it most of the series. But he did post on the day of the premiere on his Instagram account 
about how much he loved the show and he appreciated everyone who is working on the show and about how talented the actors are and he told everybody to keep watching it even though he wasn't on there so i love when actors do that they continue to support good projects even though some unfortunate events happen to them and another exciting thing that happens in this recent part Dak Shepard, who was Bo's estranged nephew and Colt's estranged cousin, comes on the show. He's taken Rooster's spot, basically. So that's pretty awesome. He's a Iraq veteran that's dealing with some stuff, so he's got his own backstory in itself. This season, part six, deals a lot with Rooster's death because, you know, that all that stuff just recently happened, or at least just recently came out with the whole me too movement going on and a crazy part is there's a character that she's been on since season one she gets caught stealing and there's another part where colt's lying about selling his cattle to market so where that him and abby and their newborn baby can be a family and have money but he kind of lies about it so those are the main storylines of the season the show started off as a comedy, but man, it has definitely turned more into a drama. I'm just going to say, like, when Sam Elliott cries, I cry. Man, it's so freaking intense. Sometimes when Ashton Kutcher cries, I cry. But Sam Elliott, that's like the manly man, like the definition of America. Like, it's crazy. But like I said, there I mean, there's still some comedic parts, but obviously it's way more drama now. <laughs> it's very republican based um there's a lot of jokes like going at the democrats which i think it's pretty funny but i mean i find humor in anything so i don't really want to generalize myself as one thing so uh, it it's pretty fun to poke fun at everybody let's just be honest about it that's what comedy is all about but imdb gives this show a 7.9 out of 10 and I really enjoy this show, guys, so I give it a 5 out of 5. You guys should definitely go watch it. Great cast, great writing, great dialogue, just, oh man, it's really good. It's really good. And the Willie Nelson theme song at the beginning, the cowboy song, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. But that is our show this week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning along for all these theatrical releases. And Netflix is the ranch, man. I, except The Grinch. I loved everything. The Grinch, uh, I, like I said, give me your opinions. Let me know what you think. But thank you guys for tuning along. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. Leave a comment. Give me some stars on Apple Podcasts. All that good stuff. And go over and listen to Inside the Crazy Ant Farm where we talk about the latest industry news, all that good stuff, like I said at the beginning. But thank you guys for all the support, all the love. Keep supporting, keep loving, keep getting crazy. Stay crazy, my friends. Deuces.